Welcome back to the On the Blue Couch podcast with Kathleen Brennan. This podcast is about any and all things related to therapy. So hi, everyone. I'm here today with Hillary Marshall. Um, just to give you a little bit of background on her, she's an LMT, licensed massage therapist. She is certified Watsu and water dance practitioner. Um, she's from Flagstaff and recently moved to northern New Mexico. And so the reason I decided that I wanted to interview Hillary today is because I had a really positive experience working with her, um, being really a client of Watsu. And I really like to share on this podcast uh, different therapies that are out there. Um, whether or not I've had a positive experience with them, I want people to have all the options that they possibly can for uh, different body brain healing uh, therapies. So Hillary, I thank you so much for being willing to be on, on the Blue Couch podcast and uh, good to see you. You too. Thank you for having me. I'd like to start today with just talking about one reason being that I had never heard of Watsu before. And I'm like, where has this been? How have I not heard about it? So I'm so curious about how you heard about it and your, um, your reason for deciding to become a practitioner. Well, I think I heard, first heard about it from my cousin, who's also a massage therapist and a naturopathic doctor. And that was years and years ago. And while I was working at the Flagstaff Medical Center in the therapy department, I had to do some continuing education to re like to renew my license. Everyone has to do them. I'm sure you do those too. Um, yeah, totally. And the hospital had a therapy pool that was underused. So I thought it would be a great asset to the department to get some training in an aquatic therapy. And I went to my first training. I just loved it. <laughs> it felt uh -huh. amazing afterwards. It felt like a really, um, a great therapy to bring to the population that I was working with. And I had a great manager at the time who really believed in me and paid for a lot of my training. Um, and I continued to add value to the department and I worked with so many people there. I worked with a physical therapist in the therapy pool and yeah, it was a great way to diversify my practice and learn a new modality. Yeah, so learning that new modality what did you notice maybe were some added things or other benefits that maybe you hadn't seen with um, other therapies you had done before? Like what was different about Watsu for you? Well, Watsu is um, very gentle yet very profound. And at the time, the pool in the therapy department was kind of like a dumping ground for like the patients who weren't getting results with any other therapy. This was kind of their last resort. It would, it's in a 96 degree pool, 95.5 sometimes. Um, so it's an ambient temperature. Mm -hmm. People who have experienced chronic pain, fibromyalgia, joint injuries, back injuries, spinal cord injuries, all have great results just being in warm water, taking some of the load off and feeling a little weightless. So um, yeah, it just felt really good to help people who are kind of at the end of their rope. And are like, I've tried everything, everything hurts. <laughs> and then to have this great experience and get really great results. Pretty much every person that I work with came in and left feeling better. When I worked with you during that session, I was more in for like just kind of stress related, 
wanting to calm my nervous system. I've even heard people refer to it as like coming back to the womb, like your amygdala gets to re-experience it in some way. But I guess my next question is maybe how to describe what the Watsu experience is like for somebody entering a session for the first time. Um, like with you, like what do you say? How do you set it up? What, do, what would people see? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, my background, it was mostly in healthcare. And then I met Kathleen working at Rancho La Puerta, this amazing resort and spa. And so at the, like the first evening, all the um, guest practitioners or presenters introduce themselves at dinner. And so what I say is, you know, I'm a Watsu practitioner. And if you haven't heard of it, imagine feeling weightless, flexible, supported and comfortable, completely relaxed, and your body is exactly where it wants to be. Your mind is quiet and calm. Watsu is a form of aquatic body work that combines massage, shiatsu, yoga techniques to provide a profound and unique therapeutic experience. Some people do say it's like going back to the womb because you're kind of cradled in this warm space. You know, it's like a, like similar to a float tank mm-hmm. as far as the benefits of being in warm water and floating. Um, and some people say it's like a psychedelic experience. <laughs> so I, I do have to say there was a little bit of that. I did experience that. Yeah. It's just a time... I really love it because I get to be so present with the person I'm working with. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just paying attention to their breath. Their eyes are closed. Their ears are underwater. So there's not a lot of like input coming in. Um, whereas when I get a massage, sometimes I'm like, Ugh, the face cradle's not comfortable. It's too hot. <laughs> like mm-hmm. my ankles are kind of falling asleep or um, I need a bolster. Whereas Watsu, I would just give someone some floats for their legs and they're supported the whole time. Um, it's just, I'm very present, they're very present, and it kind of lends itself to this really deep, relaxed state where you can really go deep and it's almost like 10 minutes feels like an hour and an hour feels like 10 minutes. Um, so it's always fun to see how people react and what their experience is like. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember like just from the beginnings and the way you set it up uh, or the way that, you know, I was kind of introduced to it. It was so nice to be in this pool where it was just, um, there were no distractions. It happened to be outside, so there was nature. And I just, one thing that really stood out to me was how quickly I was able to trust you. And there was something about talking to you in the beginning and I think in my own mind, or maybe we talked about some sort of intention or why I was there. Um, But then there was something about having to let go that was really cool about the whole situation. And do you think about that as far as being a practitioner, like creating trust or how to do that? Because you have to do it so quickly, I feel like. Yeah. You know, how I start a session, um, I usually invite someone to come into the pool. I let them kind of walk around a little and get oriented. And just being in warm water is super relaxing. So it kind of helps me build the trust. (laughs) Uh So, and I do, I like to do an intake and describe what I'm going to be doing. And if, when I was at the hospital, I would describe a session more like I'm going to lay you back so that you're supine. I'm going to do some passive range of motion, some passive stretching, some joint mobilization, and you'll know that we're finished. I'll put your back on the wall and your feet on the ground. (laughs) 
I don't know. I guess I really just have to ask people to be vulnerable and trust me. And I do spend a fair amount of time at the beginning of a session kind of getting to know the body. The water is really nice because it slows everything down and I can see patterns in the body or habits that I wouldn't necessarily see on land. So um, yeah, I get to scan the body, observe, and start kind of slow and then kind of move into like bigger movements or um, see where the body is leaning into. Like if I do something and I can tell that the body really likes that, I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll do some more of that. <laughs> um, uh-huh. And if someone is a little stiff or rigid, I back off a little. And I think that being so present with someone and paying my full attention to this person that I'm working with kind of creates that trust. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of fun to hear your process because I was so in it that I didn't even know what you were thinking or doing. But it was kind of cool just to just be. And so um, I guess my next question actually about the water. So not everybody thinks that they are meant to be in water or they can't, they feel like I can't swim or I don't like to breathe underwater. Like what do you say or breathe out? Uh, What do you like to say to people who may have a little bit of a fear of water or don't feel so comfortable in it? You know, I... (laughs) I used to teach swimming lessons through college and a little bit afterwards, and I loved teaching adults who'd never learned how to swim. I love teaching those swimming lessons. And sometimes Watsu reminds me of like swinging little kids around in the pool on a noodle or something, like they're on a ride. (laughs) Um, Uh But I would say that Watsu is great for people who don't know how to swim. Um, You don't have to know how to swim. You're going to be supported the entire time. And If you want to go underwater, we can do that. It's kind of like a 3D, more fun, kind of more active session, but we can stay above water the entire time and you'll definitely be supported. I won't get your face in the water. Um, You'll, I'm going to be focused on your breath. And I can understand why a lot of people who don't know how to swim would be a little apprehensive. Mm -hmm. But I have, like at the hospital, I did work with a number of people who did have a fear of water Mm-hmm. But that was what their doctor prescribed before they had a knee replacement or a hip replacement or after mm-hmm. they had, couldn't do weight bearing exercises. So they were kind of sent to the pool and mm-hmm. it's not as scary as it might seem. It's a four foot pool. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. I should have mentioned that. Yeah. So it's, you just step in and it's really warm and quiet and with the, the weights allow this kind of sinking in that I've never really thought about. I think in yoga, like I often hear like sink into your mat and completely let go. There's something about having the weights on that allow like a different kind of relaxation. I can't quite, I don't, I would describe it as a sinking in, at least for myself. Other people might have a different experience of that. They're not actually weights, they're floats. Oh, floats. Yeah. And they just kind of hold you up. Um, Mm -hmm. Ideally, the person would be just barely under the water still so that they're not sinking. Yeah, when you're in the Watsu session, when you're supine in the water kind of floating around, it could be an ocean for all you know. (laughs) It's really just a four-foot pool that's maybe, you know, 10 feet around. Um, The 
pool at Rancho is a little bigger, but um, yeah, it does really let you sink in because it's kind of, I'm not holding your body up. I'm just kind of supporting it where it needs a little bit of support, mm -hmm. but with some floats, you can just be in the water, not sinking, not floating, just kind of suspended almost. Mm -hmm. So as far as like the, the mystery or the science behind it, is there anything out there that you're aware of that kind of speaks to what, is, what happens and why people with chronic pain or fibromyalgia may do well with this kind of therapy? Yeah, you know, um, one of my instructors had been a PT for many years and her name's Peggy Schrodinger and she wrote a few, um, a few different articles and research. I've never written a research paper so I can only say what I've seen, but she has done a lot of research that proves that warm water therapy can reduce stress and anxiety, can promote better sleep, minimize physical pain, joint compression and muscle tension, can promote calm and well-being, decrease emotional pain, decrease heart rate, and decreased rate of respiration, and decreased dependency on pain meds, and there's an enhanced immune system response. She's written a few articles and um, there are some other articles out there. There's a few, not, there's not just Watsu, there's a few different branches of aquatic therapy that have all been kind of trademarked and um, mm -hmm. practiced in different areas, but there is some research. And Peggy, my instructor, I loved her because I worked with so many people with special needs. She was a, like, that was her specialty was adaptive Watsu for people with special needs. And okay. She and I really connected because I was working with a patient at the time that had a sensory overload um, condition where she needed like a weight, weighted blanket in the night and um, wasn't doing well in school. And so kind of brought her into the pool and Peggy helped me kind of work with this patient and guide this person through finding a place of inner calm and I don't want to say it, kind of focus, mm -hmm. kind of being in the sensory deprivation experience kind of brought her into a more focused state. Well, it sounds like there's something about dysregulation coming into more integration of some sort, having, being in that kind of space with you and doing that kind of therapy. There's something like that I hear about you know, different therapies for sensory integration when people have that overload. Um, mm -hmm. That's what I'm hearing you describe. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, so I'm interested as far as, because there are a lot of benefits. Um, and I'm wondering about, you know, post-traumatic stress, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, how, what you've seen working with people who might have um, psychological trauma, how could be beneficial for them? I'm so glad you asked because my boss at the ranch, he is just the greatest guy in the world. His name is Dave Tao, and he is the founder of something called the Wave Academy. It's based in San Diego, and it provides, it's a nonprofit organization that provides Watsu and aquatic therapy for veterans with PTSD and caregivers. And I think you should check out their page. They have some great information and different research 
papers, but mostly they focus on aquatic therapy being beneficial for post-traumatic stress. I don't know. I'm not a specialist in the science, but um, that's just a great institution and great organization. You know, it sounds like you get to encounter different practitioners and maybe even different specialties and things that they focus on. And so it sounds like you're getting to learn kind of maybe different, not different frames, but different ways in which it can be beneficial is what I guess I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think for post-traumatic, st- post-traumatic stress, imagine you're angry and stressed and have like fear coming in all the time and you get to go to this environment where your eyes are closed, you're just floating, everything feels good, it's quiet, it kind of calms the brain and body down. Well, there's also that breathing aspect. I don't know if you want to speak to that, how you're trained with the breath, because I know the beginning of our session, there was a little bit of how to actually blow out um, to exhale. And so I just was wanted to know a little bit more about how you think about that. Um, oh, yeah. So for Watsu, you know, I really just like to follow the person's breath because I actually can tell a lot from how they're breathing, how fast they're breathing, if there's space in between their breath. Um, it really tells me how relaxed or anxious they might be. And with you, you got to go underwater, which um, is really, I love those sessions because it's really just an hour of being with the breath and listening for how deep your inhale is, how long your exhale is. Um, When you go underwater, it's like you don't wanna blow out all your air really quickly because then you need to come up pretty urgently. But if you can blow out some air and then kind of be in the state of non-breathing and then extend your exhale as long as possible, that's ideal, but everyone's breath is different and everyone has a different time that they could be underwater for. You know, I'm not trying to keep people under (laughs) comfortable for them. It's really Mm -hmm. just you're underwater for the length of your own personal exhale. Well, and I'm reminding there's like communication through tapping. So there is communication that feels, feels good. Um, Yeah. So mm -hmm. we did a water dance session, which I would give Um, the client a nose clip and trace their breath on the surface, get a feel for it. And then I use a tapping. One of my instructors uses a rolling technique, but um, a little signal to let you know, I'm listening to you and we're going to go under on after your next inhale. Yeah. And what I noticed just breathing wise is I hadn't really listened to my breath in such a long time. Like I realized I hadn't noticed it is that my breath was so smooth by the end. Like, and I couldn't, I remember thinking, wow, like there is so much inhale and so much exhale. It was such an opportunity to breathe in a different way that I don't know that I had really had other opportunities to do so. Um, yeah. without, e- without even saying focus on your breath, like, cause there's not, there isn't that you just do it naturally because you're above and below water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, studies have shown that your rate of inhalation and exhalation can be extended or slow down when you're in warm water. And yeah, it's, it's very yogic. Like it's really just 
the sound that you're hearing is your own breath when you're underwater. And I had this experience once where I was getting a treatment and at one point I'm like, oh, wow, that sounds like the ocean. Like I felt like I was listening to a seashell and it's like, oh, that's my own breath. It sounds like an ocean. Wow. <laughs> and I just, I love the focus on the breath and the more relaxed you get, the longer you can inhale and exhale, which is kind of one of the points of yoga is to relax your breath. And well, the other thing I, I noticed, and I wondered if you want to speak to it a little bit is the way in which you move, you know, moved me with the, with the floats on. Um, it did feel like it felt so calming up against like my arms and my legs. And is it, is it, is that part of the massage aspect of it, the shiatsu? Like I was trying to think like, that's just so cool what you were doing. Um, and what is this? What are these oh, movements? So yeah. Watsu is actually the name for um, the founder of Watsu called it water shiatsu. And so he was using a lot of the Zen shiatsu techniques in the water. And I do use some of that. Um, I also like to use a lot of massage techniques because I am mm -hmm. a massage therapist too. And it's just like you can get a different angle on it. And, you know, from a more clinical aspect, the way I move someone in the water, I'm not forcing their range of motion, but if I want to see how high they can lift their arm and how much mobility they have in their shoulder to what degree their arm can be in flexion, um, I just kind of pull them towards me and watch if their arm can extend above their shoulder or up to their head um, without me forcing anything. I use the resistance of the water to kind of help me and help them and not overextend. Because I've noticed on land in the physical therapy clinic, he'd evaluate people and they'd, he'd be like, well, how high can you lift your shoulder? And they'd strain to show you, but it's better if you can just see what it will do naturally. Mm -hmm. Watsu is great because you can really use the water to everyone's advantage. Mm -hmm. That's really what it sounds like. Um, and so is there anything else right now that you feel would be important for people to know about Watsu um, as far as benefits of it or theory behind it? Um, you can speak to anything that feels right. You know, and what I say at the resort um, at Rancho La Puerta is because I get to do a demo one afternoon um, on like the first day that everyone's there. Um, it's really hard to describe. It's better if you just feel it, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. but um, it is kind of a specialized therapy and it's not available everywhere. There are some um, health clinics or like therapy departments that have therapy pools. Mm -hmm. It is kind of rare though. And there are a few resorts that have Watsu. I work at Ojo Caliente Mineral Springs and I've been working with them to make a Watsu pool. I've used some of their pools for Watsu, but um, I'm working with them to like have a dedicated pool for Watsu treatments. Mm -hmm. And I actually just got a lovely Watsu treatment up in Orvis Hot Springs, Colorado. Yeah, it was beautiful. It's right by Telluride. So <laughs> that sounds like a beautiful setting to have that done. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> well, so yeah, how does that work? Do you Get, do you just go to different places to get Watsu? Do you have a certain amount of time that you like to, how often you like to go and get treatments? 
Oh gosh, if it was up to me, I'd get a treatment as often as possible. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I look at there's a um, the Worldwide Aquatic Body Work Association has a mm -hmm. webpage. I think it's watsu.com and you can look up practitioners with their contact information. I haven't updated mine recently, but um, you can find practitioners there. And also, you know, what, at one point I just looked up what spas offer Watsu and mm -hmm. a few of them come up, but it's something, it's kind of like a destination um, resort <laughs> experience. Mm -hmm. It's not every resort that has that. Well, and that's what I was also wondering, is this just in certain areas of the U.S.? Like, does it seem to be more concentrated as far as practitioners who are There's available? There's places in California. That's where um, Harbin Hot Springs is kind of the birthplace of the aquatic therapies as we have them today. And mm -hmm. I took a course there. Unfortunately, Harbin burned down a few years ago. They're, they're re rebuilding, but um, yeah, there are a, lot, a number of resorts in the California area that offer Watsu. Okay. And then on the list that you kind of described, if there happen to be other practi practitioners in other areas, they can find them there? Yeah, I know there's a, an instructor with some following up in Washington State who does Watsu and in the nearby area, I think there's a few other Watsu pools. And I know Canyon Ranch in Tucson, Arizona has Watsu. Mm -hmm. But I'm not familiar with all of them. I actually yeah treatment and enchantment resort in Sedona, Arizona as well. Mm -hmm. Beautiful pool. It was such a beautiful place. <laughs> All the places you've described sound pretty amazing. I did a Google search of Watsu practitioners. I didn't come across that page and um, I probably scrolled right through it accidentally, but I found a place in Chicago and I was wondering um, if the pool a lot, like was the same temperature that um, I got to experience in working with you. And are there Watsu practitioners who use different temperatures or is it standard and kind of like a supposed to be the 96 degree pool? Yeah, I, it's pretty standard. I've been in some pools that are not as hot and some are that are too hot and it's just amazing how sensitive the body can be. <laughs> it's, I mean, 96 is about the ambient temperature of your skin and that's mm -hmm. what you're shooting for. So most all Watsu practitioners will have that. Um, when I worked at the hospital, there was always a little beef between the aquatic arthritis class and um, like the therapy. They wanted it to be 98 or 99 degrees. We wanted it to be 96 degrees for therapy. And um, you know, it's, it's usually somewhere around 95 or 96. Okay. Well, it does feel, I will say just right. I mean, it gives that feeling of um, being in water, but not being in water. It's a really cool experience with that temperature. Mm -hmm. Like you're not cold and you're not hot. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. you just, and it's always, are. um, like at the ranch, they're really good at just, they're, I mean, they are so great to me and they always take care of the pool. They gave me all their numbers so that if I want it to be a degree hotter or colder, I can make it be hotter or colder. And I notice it if I'm sweating a little bit while I'm just kind of hanging out in the pool, it's too hot. But if I'm getting goosebumps, it's a little too cold. Mm -hmm. So it is standard for Watsu to, pools to be 95 or 96 is the long answer to your question. So great to talk to you today and really get a feel for what Watsu is. And I learned a lot today about kind of the background and uh, more the thinking behind it. 
Um, and what I want to say to people who are listening is just such a cool experience just to walk into it and just do it. Um, you just kind of have to, what you said really earlier is you just kind of have to just try it to know it. Yeah. I feel it. It's so nice to see you again. I had such a great time meeting you at the ranch. Yeah. It was great to meet you too. And I hope to see you again there. Um, yes. whenever we can all go back in full form and all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Great. Thank you for joining us today on The Blue Couch. On The Blue Couch is hosted by Kathleen Brennan, a psychotherapist specializing in trauma, anxiety, complex PTSD, and basically any form of loss or other life transitions. You can learn more about Kathleen and her practice at KathleenRBrennan.com. Check out her blog or follow Kathleen R. Brennan on Medium. Music for the podcast is the song Piano Hope by KB. This podcast is edited by Popped Collar Productions, a company specializing in creating innovative solutions through podcasting. Learn more at poppedcollar.net. Please share this show with others and hop onto Apple Podcasts or whatever your podcatcher of choice is and give us a good review. It helps others to find the show. We will be back soon to explore new adventures and new innovations in therapy right here on The Blue Couch.